Turn your Bibles, if you will. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. And as you're turning there, why are clothes, you know, our clothes, why are they so unforgiving? Because we always hang them out to dry. Got that, Charlie? I see that face. Amen. Today we're, we're starting to wind down this incredible study in forgiveness. And through God's word, we've been able to see what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. We've considered the, the great example of forgiveness as, as the Bible illustrates in the life of that young man named Joseph. And most importantly, we've gone through and we've outlined how we must apply it in our lives Every day, forever. Amen? Every single day, forever and ever. Now this morning, I want us to see forgiveness in the Bible's model prayer of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6, let's start at verse 9. In this manner, therefore pray. This is Jesus speaking. He said, in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the, uh, uh, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord's Prayer. Now, the first thing I want us to see is that we have a command to forgive our debtors in the Lord's Prayer. Amen? Look at verse 12. Jesus said, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, I want to be quite frank for a minute. I believe that this portion, this verse of the beloved Lord's Prayer has made more liars out of us than anything else. Amen? And we can't blame Jesus for it. Simply put, we ought to mean when we pray this prayer. Amen? We, need, we ought to mean what we pray whenever we pray this prayer. Now, I also want to note that this is a command from God for all of us, isn't it? And Jesus also didn't offer us a choice either, did he? When we started, right in verse uh, 9, Jesus said, In this manner, therefore pray. So it's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? Jesus is commanding us, this is how we need to pray. And he also gave us what to pray in verse 12, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So it's a command, and we don't have much choice in the matter, do we? I also want to stress that this is the most important petition. This is the most important part of the Lord's Prayer. Amen? You look at the first part of verse 12, and forgive us our debts. What are debts? Some versions have trespasses. Forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses. Same word, and it means our sins. Amen? Plain and simple, 
Our debts, our trespasses, means our sins. So we're praying here, and forgive us our sins. This is our plea for God to forgive us of our sins. And then we see the second part of verse 12. As we forgive our debtors. This is our claim that we are already forgiven those who have hurt us. Do you see what it's saying there? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We are praying and asking God to forgive us of our sins as we have already forgiven those who have hurt us, our debtors, those who have sinned against us. Amen? Now, what's interesting in the Gospel of Luke, in verse 4, in Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, listen to how he words it. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. In in Luke's version of, of the Lord's Prayer, the verb forgive here is in the present tense. And that means it's declaring that we are actively forgiving right now. Amen? So in Matthew's version, we've already done it. In Luke's versions, we're doing it now, and we will continue to do it. Amen? That's what this verse is all about. Now let's skip down to verse um, 14 and 15. Jesus said, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now remember, our debts, our trespasses, he's talking about our sins, amen? And it's clear here that that's exactly what Jesus is referencing in, in, in these verses, In verse 12, we're asking God to wipe away that sin debt from our record. Amen? Forgive us our sins. We're asking God to to wipe our sin debt, our sin record clean. We're praying that God let us off the hook. Amen? To let us off the hook, that he not punish us for our sins. To forgive means to let go. Amen? To let be. It means to send away. We're asking God to let us be as if we never sinned in the first place, aren't we? Isn't that what we want when we ask God to forgive us our sins? We ask him to to let us be as if we never sinned in the first place. We're asking God to, to send our sins away from us so that we are not held accountable for them. We're asking him to to wipe our slate clean. We're asking God to to let our sin debt go. Plain and simple. That is our prayer when we're asking God to forgive us. Now, I want to clarify something here. It's important to understand that the Lord's Prayer is not a prayer for salvation. Amen? We have to understand that. Salvation is never conditional. Meaning, if I do this, then God will do that. That's what conditional means. It's an if-then clause. 
Salvation is never conditional. If we prayed for salvation on the basis that we have already forgiven others, then that would make salvation what? Conditional, based on our forgiveness. And, and the real problem comes with us in the not doing. Amen? So if we don't do this, then God won't do that. What does that mean? Well, plain and simple. If we ever stop forgiving, then we would lose what? Our salvation. If salvation was uh, conditional, that's exactly what, what kind of trouble we would be into. As soon as we stop forgiving, then we would lose our salvation. That would make salvation based on good works. And the Bible makes it very clear that we are not saved by good works. Amen? We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, period. Saved by grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone. It's that simple. Amen? So the Lord's Prayer, we have to understand, is for the born-again believer. The Lord's Prayer is meant for the Christian. Jesus is simply affirming what our true nature really is. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. 1 John 1.8, If we say that we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So the purpose of the Lord's Prayer first and foremost, is to, is to affirm what our true nature is. And what is our true nature? Sinners, amen, in need of a Savior, plain and simple. So let's talk a little bit, get a little bit deeper into what the true purpose of the Lord's Prayer is then. So the real purpose of the Lord's Prayer is to, uh, basically it's an appeal to keep us in fellowship with our precious Lord. Amen? Again, it's meant for the born-again believer, and it's, a, and it's an appeal to keep us into fellowship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? We look at 1 John chapter 1, skip down to verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him, from Christ, and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Do you see where God is going here? Because God is light. Because there is no darkness in him at all. That means God is completely sinless. He is righteous. He is holy. Amen? There is no sin in God whatsoever. And because that is the case, all of our sins, they have to be dealt with. Our sins must be cleansed from us. And when we talk about, when the Bible talks about here walking in the light, that means that we follow God without any compromise. Amen? That's what it truly means to walk in the light, that we follow God without any compromise. If God calls us to do something 
and we choose to ignore that calling, then what are we doing? We're forfeiting his blessings and we're stunting our spiritual growth. Amen? We're not going to grow in the Lord if we're doing opposite of what he's calling us to do. It was our choice not to obey. It was our choice not to walk in the light. And this calls us to be out of fellowship with our Lord. Amen? I shared with, with probably all of you, when, when God first called me to preach, I chose to go the opposite direction. I didn't go back into the world, but I chose not to follow his call. I tried to ignore his call for a year, and let me tell you something, that was the most miserable year of my life. Why? Because I chose not to walk in his light, in his calling. And it made me out of fellowship with him. Amen? If God calls us to do something, we need to do that. We need to stay in the light. And the Lord's prayer is designed to keep us in fellowship with him. More specifically, it's designed to keep us from having a self-righteous attitude. Amen? A self-righteous attitude. Some of you are saying, yeah, I know a couple Christians like that. Well, you know what? We need to all look in the mirror. Amen? Because this is something we are all guilty of, of having that self-righteous attitude from time to time. Why? Because it's in our nature. It's in our nature to justify our actions, isn't it? Whether they're right or wrong, it's in our nature to justify what we did. We don't like, in the flesh, in our old sin nature, we don't like to admit when we're wrong, do we? Amen? I told my wife that I had a motto when we first started dating. I said, I may not always be right, but I'm never wrong. Doesn't that cover our sin nature? I was just kidding with her, but it's true. But that's just how we are. We naturally want to point our finger at others instead of looking in the spiritual mirror, don't we? This prayer helps us to see this self-righteous fault in ourselves. It shows us that we need daily forgiveness. Amen? We need daily forgiveness just as much as we need daily bread. You know, most of us, we think of our daily bread a lot more than we think about our forgiveness, don't we? But we need daily forgiveness just as much as we need daily bread. Now, there's two important truths that Jesus implies here. Number one, we've all been hurt by others. Amen? That's a truth that Jesus implies in his prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is implying that every single one of us has been hurt by someone else. The second truth is that we ourselves need to be forgiven. Amen? Those are two big implications of the Lord's Prayer. We all fall short of the glory of God, don't we? Every single one of us. We all sin and we all hurt the heart of God. We all hurt God's heart when we sin. Plain and simple. And we all want him to let us off the hook when we do, don't we? All of us. 
That's our desire. What does that mean? It means that we have to do the same to those who hurt us. That's at the heart of the Lord's Prayer. I mean, think of some of the ways that people have hurt us. Some have lied about us. Some have taken advantage of us. You know, some have cheated on us. Some have stabbed us in the back. Just a slew of of a list of offenses against us, isn't there? We've been hurt in many, many different ways. And Jesus is telling us, look, this is just the way people are. All of us. Amen? Because of our old sin nature, because of our flesh, this is just the way that people are. But more importantly, this is also the way that we are. And we can't be self-righteous and think that we're better than someone else. This is the way that we have treated others. Even if we don't even realize it. You know, I've mentioned over the past couple weeks that, you know, we're to forgive from the heart. It doesn't matter if the person even realizes what they did to us or not. We are to forgive from the heart. And this is why. Because we have hurt others in the same way, whether we realized it or not. Amen? Whether we realize that we did it or not. And we want them to let us off the hook when we do it, don't we? Amen? When we hurt somebody, unintentional or intentional, we want them to let us off the hook for what we did against them, don't we? And then we pray, Lord, forgive me. We pray, Lord, don't throw the book at me. And then we turn around and what do we do? We throw that book at the other person who hurt us, don't we? Lord, forgive me, but I'm not going to forgive them for what they did to me. But Listen to what Jesus is telling us here. If we truly want God to forgive us and let us off the hook, then we have to do the same to those who hurt us. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but for how long? Forever. Every single day, it's a lifelong commitment. Let's go back to verses 14 and 15 once again in Matthew 6. Jesus said, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. What Jesus is outlining here in verses 14 and 15 is simply a clear path to fellowship with Him. Amen? And with the Father. It's a clear path of fellowship with our Lord. There is no forgiveness for those who do not forgive others. Again, it's not a prayer for justification or to stay saved. Amen? There's no such thing. Once you're saved, you're saved, plain and simple. Amen? So it's not a prayer for justification. It's not a prayer to stay saved. It's a prayer for continued close fellowship by not pointing fingers or keeping a record of wrongs. Amen? 
Jesus is highlighting our, our most natural tendency. The desire to get even, the desire for payback with those who have hurt us. And what does he do? He tells us that we must do something unnatural. Amen? It's against our nature. Our nature wants to revenge. Our nature wants to pay back. So he's telling us, look, we have to do something unnatural. To do something supernatural. And what is that? To forgive the way God forgives us. Amen? Something that can only come from a changed heart. Amen? Through the help of God's Holy Spirit. To do something unnatural, to do something supernatural, requires God's supernatural help. Amen? The kingdom of heaven is the domain of, of God's Holy Spirit. When we walk in the Spirit, that means He's not grieved. Amen? We have to understand that God's Holy Spirit, God will not adjust to us. Amen? I know in our pride and our self-righteousness, that's hard to understand. But listen, God is not going to adjust to us. We have to adjust to Him. Amen? We have to adjust our lifestyle. We have to adjust our decisions to be in His will, to walk in His light. For if we forgive men their trespasses, then our Heavenly Father will also forgive ours. Jesus is talking about entering into that, that intimate, close relationship with Him. A close relationship that is only possible when we truly forgive others. Amen? In order to, to get into that close and intimate fellowship with Christ, then we have to forgive others. Amen? Last point I want us to see here is that we have to be honest about bitterness. Amen? 1 John 1.6 If we say that we have fellowship with him, and then we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. One surefire way to walk in darkness is to hold on to bitterness and resentment. Amen? That is an absolute surefire way to guarantee that you're going to be walking in darkness is clinging on to bitterness. Bitterness clouds our judgment. It hardens our heart. You know, some, you know, so many Christians walk around with bitterness in their heart and then they say, no, I'm in fellowship with God. The truth is, no, we're not. Amen? We cannot have bitterness and hang on to bitterness in our heart and be in fellowship with God. It's a false claim. And it makes us a liar. Amen? It's exactly what God is saying here. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. It makes us a liar. Plain and simple. When we fail to forgive, listen, we can pray for two hours straight. We can lift our hands in the air when we're singing songs in church and worship. 
and sing at the top of our lungs. But it's not genuine fellowship. Amen? It's not genuine worship. It doesn't matter if you're a trustee, if you're a Sunday school teacher, or or just a visitor. If you have bitterness in your heart or you're holding on to grudges, it's not genuine fellowship and worship. Amen? It has to be left at Christ's altar. Period. We cannot walk in the light if our heart is full of darkness. It's that simple. The Bible makes it very, very clear that light and darkness cannot have fellowship one with the other, can it? Bitterness is darkness. And if we have bitterness in our heart, then we can't walk in the light. It's that simple. So we have to heed Jesus' claims here. Bottom line is that we will all be hurt by someone at some point. Amen? At times, it's by those who were not surprised that hurt us, amen? We know the people don't like us, right? We're not surprised when they hurt us. But other times, we get hurt by those who we would never expect, amen? Those who who were the closest to us. And that shouldn't be a surprise either. Listen to what God tells us in the 41st Psalm, verse 9. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. God tells us we shouldn't be shocked. He's telling us it's just in our nature, all of us. Amen? There's three kinds of emotional hurt. The first is when people don't intend to hurt us. Amen? It's not their intention. You know, sometimes we hear, I'm sorry, but this is just how it has to be. We've all heard that before, right? I'm sorry, but this is just how it has to be. Now, this offense is not a sin, but it still needs forgiveness because we felt hurt. We still have to forgive. The second is hurt caused by insensitivity. These are sins that are not willfully done. However, they are done without sensitivity to others. For example, has anyone been angry in here? I know I have, right? We've all been angry at one point or at one time or another. And we've all flown off the handle. And we've all said things in that moment of anger that we really didn't mean, haven't we? Right? We're all guilty of it. It's those times that we hurt somebody without realizing it. These are sins and hurts caused by insensitivity. And again, it's something that we have to realize that we are guilty of as well. When someone hurts us out of insensitivity, we have to understand and look in the mirror. Look, I know I've done that to someone else too. Something we're all guilty of. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us so that we are more aware about those around us. Amen? We have to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit that abides inside of us so that we can be more aware of those around us. 
There's a hurt that's not malicious, it's not hateful, but it's still a sin because it was done out of insensitivity. The third kind of hurt is one that is willful. That one that was absolutely intended. Bottom line is that there are some people that just do wicked and evil things with their eyes wide open, meaning they intend to do it, right? We see it every day on the news anymore. Just random violence. And sometimes we are the ones that are taking the brunt of it. That person knew exactly what they did, and they knew that it was wrong, and yet they still did it. And before you even think about it, yes, we still have to forgive that type of trespass. Amen? We still have to forgive that willful and intended hurt. Here's a spiritual truth for you. The greater the sin that we have to forgive, the greater the measure we will be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Amen? The greater the sin that we have to forgive, the greater the measure of God's Holy Spirit that we will be filled. So, here's a one-question quiz, all right? One-question quiz. What sins do we have to forgive? Right? It's that simple. What sins do we have to forgive? Every single one committed against us. And this starts by not judging motives, right? Even when that person doesn't intend it, what's the conclusion we jump to? Yes, they did. They meant it. What are we doing? We're judging their motives right off the bat. Right? Whose job is it to judge? God's. God is the only true judge. We have to stay out of his lane. Judging is God's job. He's the one who decides how guilty they are. Amen? That's not our job. That's God's job to decide how guilty that person was or wasn't. Jesus is telling us here that forgiveness, it's a chosen privilege, right? If you forgive, it means that you chose to forgive. Amen? It's a chosen privilege. We have to choose to forgive. We certainly have a free will not to choose, don't we? Proverbs 19.11, listen to what God says. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. His glory is to forgive that sin against him. Amen? Isn't that exactly what we want God to do to us? To overlook our transgressions, to overlook our sins, to cast them into his sea of forgetfulness, never to bring them back up again. It's a glory to forgive an offense. It requires us to cross over into that spiritual realm where Jesus and his Holy Spirit abide. Amen? 
And the bottom line is that we will be blessed for it. We will be walking in the light. And God will bless us for it.